Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I should know this, and I don't off the top of my head, so I'm going to ask him first before we get into the NBA. Uh, Sean Debony, when did you actually make the change from college basketball to NBA? Uh, well, I did a little bit of college for a while and then, uh, but, but I was doing NBA throughout. So I've been doing NBA going back to, uh, uh, geez, 1999, basically right after the, uh, lockout. So, uh, I did some college, but, uh, but, but, but I've done NBA all around. Cause I remember doing spots with you on the collegiate side and you were damn good talking college basketball <laughs> for me. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, the NBA has been but then always part of it, uh, you know, obviously, uh, one leads right into the other. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, hoops are hoops are hoops. And uh, we get to see the development of the college kids in the NBA. That will not be part of today's conversation. Uh, that's saved for another day when we get to the NBA draft a little later during the summer. Um, a lot made of the trade deadline. It was a little bit more active than I thought it was going to be because I had low hopes. I thought that uh, not enough sellers uh, maybe too high asking prices, didn't know who's going to get aggressive. So I'm not going to complain about the activity leading up to the trade deadline because, uh, as I said, I thought it was a little bit more than I got. Did it really move the needle at all in your mind? I, I don't think there was anybody who, who who changed levels. You know, I don't think there was any team that went from, uh, you know, being a, a, a second-tier team to being a, a championship contender, any team that was out of the playoffs that put themselves in the playoff picture. I don't think any of that happened. Uh, but I do think you saw a lot of moves uh, designed for the long term, a lot of moves uh, in which teams uh, uh, were thinking about next year. Uh, and that was uh, that was that was interesting to see. Uh, you know, the 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 free agent market this coming summer is going to be pretty. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty thin to say the least. There isn't a lot of cap space. There aren't a lot of players. Uh, so uh, I think a lot of teams were thinking, how can we uh, how can we improve ourselves for next year now? Uh, and and I think you saw a lot of that at this trade deadline. But I didn't see any team. You know, Miami is the one everybody's talking about. I'm not sure if I buy uh, uh, that. Uh, that they've significantly improved themselves. Uh, Philadelphia did a few things. I don't think they significantly improved themselves. Uh, you know, I think everybody pretty much, as far as this year goes, uh, stayed stood pat. I, I, I don't. I, I didn't see anything that really uh, moved the needle too much in terms of uh, uh, changing uh, uh, the championship outlook. I heard a lot of quote unquote NBA insiders, experts, guys who fashion themselves as knowledgeable in the sport, like you and I do. Um, <laughs> Talking about Marquise Morris being the guy who can actually cement the championship run for the Clippers. I like Marcus Morris. I, he's a, a blood and guts type player. He's got a lot of dog in him. He played really well for the Celtics last year. His numbers are better for the Knicks this year, but he became the lead guy on a bad team. I don't know how much that elevates him in my eyes. But is he like the key guy? Aren't the Clippers going to go only as far as Kawhi and Paul George take him? 
I, I, I think so. And, and I think the, the idea with, with Morris for the Clippers was they've had Mo Harkless and, and I think Harkless fits what they want to do pretty well. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's such a good defensive player. Uh, and that's really what they want playing alongside George and, uh, uh, and Leonard. Uh, so the question is, how do we find somebody who can do what, what Harkless does defensively but isn't a dead spot offensively? Because what happens, and, and you, you see this time and time in the playoffs, if, if, you, if you have a dead spot, if you have a guy who you just know isn't, isn't somebody you respect on the offensive end, uh, then you're going to sag off him. You're going to double-team Kawhi. You're going to double-team Paul George. And they, and, and they could see that coming as a potential problem. So the idea is that Morris, uh, maybe not quite as good a defender as, as Harkless, but, but close. You know, that it's, not, uh, uh, it's not something where you lose a whole lot. Uh, and, and he's a guy who can knock down threes, a guy who's not uh, a black hole, uh, uh, you, know, you know, just a, uh, uh, an empty spot on the, on, on the offensive end. So, uh, you know, I think that, that it helps them with that, but it is still a matter of, of Kawhi and, uh, uh, and Paul George and probably the bench too. You know, we'll see what uh, – uh, what else they do? There's probably going to try to find somebody here uh, in the buyout market, and that's that's probably what's next for the Clippers. John Devney from Heavy.com, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio, talking NBA. Uh, to me, the most intriguing trade is one that'll have absolutely no impact on the rest of the NBA season because the two teams involved are going nowhere fast. That'd be the Warriors and the T Wolves with the D'Angelo Russell Mitchell Wiggins deal. There was a little bit more to it than that. A first-round pick going back to Golden State. I know it looks right now like the Wiggins contract is a bit of an overpay, but I still like the kid. I haven't given up on him yet. I think he can fit real well in Golden State. Plus, you get a number one. I do like Amari Spellman a little bit. I watch him play a lot of games at Villanova, and he's going back the other way to Minnesota. But the key element is Russell for Wiggins. Is Russell really that much better a player or his contract more palatable that the Warriors could command a, a one which could be a pretty high one draft pick on top of it? Yeah, I mean that uh, that is certainly the the Wiggins contract is is one that uh, uh, that that a lot of people saw as uh, as the most unmovable contract in the league. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Uh, but you know, Russell uh, for all he does uh, offensively is 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 a pretty uh, a pretty shoddy defender, uh, and I think the Warriors could see that going forward as as being a potential problem. The other thing the Warriors did here, you mentioned the draft pick. I think that's a that's an important part. They'll have their own draft draft pick as well so they've got a real shot here uh at uh, at at two pretty high picks in this this coming draft uh you know in terms of trying to fill out the rest of their roster in terms of what they want to do next uh that could be key i i'd be surprised if they use both of those picks i think they wind up trading those once they see how the lottery plays out uh and the other thing they do is they get under the tax they still have a $17 million trade exception uh, from the Andre Iguodala deal of last year. Now, they've got to use that this year. They basically have a, a very short window in July uh, where they can use that. If they're over the tax, you're not allowed to use that trade exception. Under the tax, you can. So uh, that's, that's the other key thing here is that they now uh, are able to absorb a player from another team basically without giving anything up. Uh, so, you know, this was, this was about more than just Andrew Wiggins. It was about more than Dan. 
Angela Russell is really about how the Warriors are going to position themselves for their future. Do you think Wiggins can be improved in Golden State? I, I, I've already copped to being wrong. I thought Wiggins was going to be a superstar coming out of college, and he hasn't been that. And of what we've seen, I don't know that he can be that, but I surely because he can believe he can be better than he has. Is Golden State the right fit for him when they get their superstars back and healthy? You know, they're going to ask very little of him. They're going to ask him to be Harrison Barnes. That's that. That's what he has to do. Is 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 you know twelve to fifteen points a night. Uh, you know, be able to knock down threes. Not 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 necessarily his strength, but but certainly he should be able to do that. He'll get lots of open looks. Um, you know, he's going to have to work a little harder. He's going to have to. Uh, they're hoping that their culture uh, is is something that uh, uh, that, that that will boost him a little bit. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of hopes there with Andrew Wiggins, but but. But in the end, they're just asking him to do sort of Harrison Barnes kinds of kind of things, uh, and 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 he should be able to do that. There's there's really you know that's that's I think at the very minimum him him giving you 15 points a game, playing pretty good defense, uh, and uh, uh, and knocking down open threes when they present themselves. Uh, that's 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 not asking too much, and and it seems like something he should be able to do. Uh, and then you have to hope that uh, you know being with the Warriors and and like I say, the development and the culture that they have uh, that, uh, that 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 maybe he'll exceed that. Uh, but they're starting with the low with the low bar with him, and I, and I think that that's uh, uh, that's probably a good thing. I think he'll respond well to that. Trent Debney, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, another interesting team is the Houston Rockets. They trade off Clint Capella. They don't really replace him with another center. They're going to play small ball going forward with guys all six, 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 seven, and under in their lineup. I, I like the tenacity of it, the we're going to do it our way, the hell with that, we're going to make you adjust to us attitude of Mike D'Antoni and, and the Rockets. But to actually make it work, don't you have to have guys who are going to buy into defense that you're going to be asked to do something that you're not usually asked to do, cover a guy five, six, seven inches bigger than you? <laughs> do they have the right guys on that team to do that? Right. I mean, the playoffs are, are going to expose that. You know, you certainly get into a – I think if you get into a single game, uh, you know, and you try to play – uh, you, you see that you've got all these other little guys out, out there. You're going to try to uh, post up more than you like to. You're going to try to do different things. You're going to change your offense to to react to what Houston's doing. And and and, and teams that get caught up in that uh, are probably going to get out of sorts. And 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 that's a place where Houston can be successful. You can't do that in the playoffs. So when when they're game planning for you, when they're finding all the holes uh, in that uh, in, in the small ball, the constant small ball lineups when you've got PJ. Tucker at at six six uh, serving as the center, you know that's just not going to work. And don't the thing about it, Joey, is, is is don't be fooled into thinking like this was some grand plan on the on the Rockets' part. It wasn't. This was the luxury tax. They had to get out of the tax. And 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 Tillman Fertitta, the owner there, did not want to keep paying the tax for a team that was probably you know second round at best. Uh, and uh, and who can blame them? You know, I mean, this was uh, uh, this is a team that took a big gamble before the year. They look okay, but certainly not like a championship contender. So the idea is let's get out of the tax. And and that's what this was all about. So uh, I think they're trying to package it as yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something completely different. We're gonna take this small ball to the extreme, but it's really, it was about uh, Clint Capella was the most movable guy they had, uh, and this gets him under the tax. That's what this is really about. 
Portland presently just outside the playoffs. Certainly with 30 games to go, they could get even hotter. It'd be tougher to be hotter than what Damian Lillard has been, but maybe as a team they get to mm. playing a little bit better and find a way into the playoffs. If they don't, is Lillard going to raise a ruckus during the offseason and say, listen, I want to go to a more legitimate contender from going on from here? I'm going to say this for him. He has never raised that kind of ruckus. You know, he's never been that kind of guy uh, in his time in the NBA. He, he just hasn't. Uh, he, he's shown no indication of wanting to leave uh, leave Portland, no indication of, of, of pushing the uh, uh, the franchise to make, uh, you know, changes that he wants. Uh, that that has not been part of his mo. Maybe that changes uh, if they continue and they wind up missing the playoffs this year. Uh, there's a there's a chance that that could change. Uh, I do think though that even without his pushing for changes, that if they wind up missing the playoffs this year, then you'll see changes. Uh, you know whether it's Terry Stotts, who I think has done a really good job with that team, uh, but you know somebody's got to take the fall. It's usually the coach. I think Neil O'Shea, the the general manager, uh, would be at risk. Uh, and probably if anybody would be at risk in terms of players, it would be C.J. McCollum. I think he's he's the 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 best asset they had in ter- they have in terms of what they can trade and 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 maybe find some some players who uh, accentuate what Damian Lillard does a little bit better. So uh, I think you'll you, you'll see some changes in Portland, probably whether or not they make the playoffs. Uh, but to me, it just it won't be Damian Lillard, and, and I'd be really really surprised if he's the one who's raising his voice about that kind of. Thing. Fair enough. All right, NBA All-Star Game just around the corner. Some rule changes, doing things differently. I like the uh, draft they had the other night. They've had it three years running now in the last two, LeBron with uh, Giannis. I kind of had a tough time understanding why Giannis would take Joel Embiid and not take uh, Kawhi Leonard when he was available, and I thought it was more than just a coincidence that the five starters stayed out west and the five east starters stayed east, but that's just me. I'm a nitpicker. (laughs) Uh, Anything specific about the changes, the way they're going to do it, the quarterly scoring and the like, you like or really dislike and think will uh, not play well? And you know, I, 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 I'm always up for whatever they want to try with these things. Uh, you know, it's 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 been pretty bad basketball. Uh, you know, but uh, but I think that's to be expected. I don't think people are tuning in to see necessarily a competitive game. So if this makes it a little more competitive, if this makes uh, uh, the guys take it uh, uh, a little more serious, if it keeps fans tuned in all the way through that fourth quarter when things will, will, will it, 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 the way it's set up when things will really matter, uh, then uh, then. Then, then I'm all for it. And uh, uh, like I say, it's 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 never been uh, really good basketball. It's never been compelling uh, in terms of that. So so maybe anything that can add a little bit of drama, a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of incentive for these guys to care a little bit more about it. Uh, I think that uh, that it's a good thing. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, uh, I commend them for trying. You know, it, it, it's it's a meaningless exhibition game. So if you can find a way to make it interesting, uh, then then absolutely go for. Exhibition is the key word. You are correct. Uh, I two quickies as we get out the door. All star game, yay or nay? Will or I should make it either or. Will Joel Embiid block Ben Simmons, or will Ben Simmons block Joel Embiid? 
<laughs> I think you'll I, I think Simmons will take that seriously, and I think that uh, uh, I think that he'll wind up blocking Joel Embiid. If I had to put some money on it, I'm going with Simmons getting the All block right, there because yeah, uh, that's what they're talking about in Philly. Can those two coexist with the less than stellar season the Sixers are having? All right, last one. If we're talking about a hundred percent here, and we take it down to just two guys, if you say Jody, don't do that. That's not accurate. Please say so. Uh, LeBron. And Giannis for MVP. If you've got 100%, split the percentage in your mind right now as to who's in the lead, who's the runner-up. I, I would probably put Giannis at about 65% uh, and, and LeBron at 35%. As good as LeBron has been, as much as he's had to do for that team, he's got Anthony Davis. And, and, and Giannis just, you know, Chris Middleton is his number two, and, and, and there's just no comparison there. So I think the presence of Anthony Davis in terms of the MVP vote is probably going to take away from, uh, from LeBron, and, and I think that that puts Giannis pretty clearly in the lead. Mr. Devaney, always a pleasure. Thanks for hopping on with us. Appreciate it. We'll talk soon. All right, Johnny Mac. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.